Hi, I'm Monica Malhotra, and I'm the founder of The Gaggler. Hi, I'm Alia Nuru, and I am founder of Alia Co. Welcome to the Women in Power podcast. We come across many powerful women in our daily lives. They are everywhere. You may know one, you may be one. Each week, we invite women in power to join us in celebrating their stories and amplifying their voices. We aim to showcase the power in all women across all walks of life. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell for updates. If you have any questions or comments, or if anything resonates with you, let us know in the comment section below. Welcome to another episode of Women in Power. Today we have with us Kajal Waswani and Pooja Waswani from Meraki Art and Design Studio. Pooja and Kajal are actually the co-owners of this beautiful studio that we're in, that we're filming in, and we thought we'd bring them on to have a conversation about the work that they do as they are young female entrepreneurs in Dubai and they're beautiful, beautiful beings. We've held a lot of workshops, well, one workshop together, and their space is beautiful, their energy is beautiful, and we're so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Alia and Marta, for this lovely introduction. Um, we're equally excited to be here. <laughs> so you have some really beautiful artworks. I'm so impressed with your resin workshops, the painting that you do, and obviously this beautiful studio. How has art changed your life? Art has been a very big impact on my life. So I used to keep doodling behind books and in between tasks. So I think it just gives me a gateway into my own imagination. So when I used to come back home from work, I used to just pour, not even paint. I didn't even want it to look beautiful. I would just come and take my paints out, whatever I feel, whatever colors that would make me feel like if I was calm, I would use a blue and just pour it out. So I think that whole journey was so amazing. So it was like a release for yeah, you. Yeah, and I, it could just, you know, I could stop and do what I like and take me in a whole new world. So it, was, it, it, sounds, it sounds like meditation. It is. It does, yeah. yeah. So for me, I've always said art is my form of therapy. There's no like good or bad in art, no matter what you it's do. True. It allows me to express myself, understand what I'm going through, understand what I want to do, it even helps me evaluate like, okay, currently this is going on in my life. Like she said, she uses the color blue when she's calm or like, you know, I would use the color red. I'm like, okay, I'm angry about it. Maybe I should calm myself down. Then maybe think of the next steps forward. But yeah, and it's something that completely distracts me. So whether I'm doing like an acrylic painting or I'm doing like a resin artwork, it's just that my mind is 100% like focused on it. So it's like works as a great distraction and helps us relax and calm ourselves down, I would say. It's so wonderful. And so you've taken art in your own ways and created this beautiful business. How has the entrepreneurial journey been for you? For me, like Touchwood, it has been great. I feel like we're so fortunate. We have met like amazing people, connected with amazing people, especially from the local community. So we have got like immense support and it has been a great experience, I would say. It has been a wonderful experience because I, the aim was not to start the whole business. I just started painting and that led to this. So I think, you know, following your passion is so important. Uh, I would just draw or pour and just post it on Instagram and then people would message me, it was so encouraging. So 
over here, being here, I think we've got great support and appreciation, which I'm very fortunate yeah. about. That's nice. How, what led you to actually opening up a studio? Because, you know, opening up, the, it's one thing being creative and, and painting, and it's another thing taking the leap into opening up an entire studio, designing it, paying for it, and running it as an actual business. We would uh, attend a lot of workshops together. So we would go for a clay workshop and go for different, go to Jam Jar and Al Circal Avenue. And then I would be like, oh my God, I want this. So I think when the business started picking up and things were in a good place, that's when we were like, okay, we should have a space where people can walk in, paint with no restrictions. Uh, resin, it's a resin art studio, so it requires a lot of space. It's very difficult to do this at home. So I think we wanted to create that co-working space for artists who are getting into this business. Can you actually maybe, because I think maybe some of our audience may not necessarily know what resident workshop means. Could you maybe explain sure, what that is? Okay, sure. Uh, so initially when we were just doing art at home, we, we came across resin and it was something which seemed very interesting and very different. So we were like, where can we go learn this in Dubai? We couldn't really find a place at that point. So we saw this as an opportunity, you know, to learn it. And we were like, maybe let's have our own space where we can teach this because I feel like it's, it's a form of luxury art. It's there everywhere nowadays from like coasters to cheese boats to the tables as well. So we're like, we knew that we needed to get a bigger space to work with it. So we're like, maybe that this is the right time to introduce it. Yeah. So resin is basically a chemical. I was studying architecture back in the UK and we would do furniture with resin. So coming back here, she said there was uh, you know, no place where we could actually learn this from. So we went and we took a few courses, but it's, a, it's an amazing form of art that just helps you pour different colors. It's very luxury with the gold and the, you know, it has healing powers. So we put natural stones and you can make really nice stuff out of it. I so, saw you put crystals as well. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of crystals. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so how's, been, how's it been? Your sisters, creators, business partners, how does that all work? Well, we never imagined, I never imagined doing a business with her. It was never a part of the plan. But when the idea came in, we are like, we have to do this together. And like, I feel like we're so opposite. So we have like completely different strengths that we do bring into the business. So I think it's great because we have a great support system as well. We work in sync because I handle the creative bit where she does all the business side of it. So it's like divide and conquer. There yeah. are overlaps, of yeah. course. There will be overlaps in any business. Because we work together now, I feel like the only thing we talk about is work. work. Yeah, yeah, even at home. <laughs> but it's been a great journey because you trust each other completely. And uh, I don't think there'd be anybody else I would want a business with. I think it's amazing. Oh, that's lovely. So what, is, what has been your most favorite part of working together? and your least favorite part? Uh, okay, so I think my most favorite part is uh, that, you know, we're always together and I'm very comfortable with her. So like, no matter what idea or whatever is in our mind, I can just openly share it. Like, I don't have to even think that who I'm speaking to, because I know she would understand me or even guide me in the right way. You have a creative freedom. Yeah. yeah. You're comfortable, that's and nice. I think least, I mean, it, 
I mean, I've been happy working together. Least would be that we just talk about work all day at home, in the studio, wherever we are. We just talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there's no break. No, <laughs> My most favorite part would be that I can really fully depend on her. So I think there's a lot that goes in running the business. You know, I can come and teach a workshop or make my commissioned artwork. But then, you know, I can fully depend, depend on her for like all the finances, all the admin work, taking care of the staff. So I have this, you know, comfort level that comes. And we both are trying to make this big. So I know that she's going to put in her 100% rather than me hiring someone and then training them. So I think it's it's really good that I can depend on her. The least would be, we fight. <laughs> we fight about little things and then, you know, there, there's all this drama because, you know, if, there was, if people were working for me, they wouldn't fight with me or they wouldn't, like, you know, tell me point blank, like, oh, my God, stop, don't do this. But, uh, yeah. That's we, growth too, right? Yeah, because you have someone just exactly. being completely honest I think it's good and bad. So. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, you also don't want someone just to always agree with everything you exactly. say, right? You yeah. want someone that's going to challenge you a little bit and True. push you a bit. So would you suggest other people working with family? Of course. I yeah. think it's Definitely. amazing because you all work really hard together to make some... Like, it's your baby. So yeah. I think, you know, if you're working with your family, you're in the same mindset. So I think it's great. I mean, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. What advice would you give to women just like yourself looking to start something of their own? I think you shouldn't underestimate yourself because when I was starting, I would question why would this person attend my workshop or why would they even pay for this? Like I, I would do it for free. I didn't even want to charge them. I was like, at least they're coming. I was happy that they're walking in. But don't underestimate yourself. Say, you know, why not? Just change the question around because, you know, what you're doing is amazing. Trust your skill set, trust your talent, trust your journey. And, um, you know, just be out there, you know, don't doubt yourself at all. And obviously stay focused. You have to work hard. I think nothing comes without hard work. I definitely agree with that. And I, I remember a little story. We had our first vision board workshop, Shahina and I. And I think it was just one person and you were the second person who, who turned up. And we felt a little bit disheartened, especially because there was a lot of people asking for it. Mm. And we had invested our time, our money, our energy into it. But the workshop ended up being so lovely. It yeah. was so much fun. It was so nice. It was really intimate. But there's something that you said to me when, when I came in, because I was, I was kind of panicking a little, I was a little disheartened. And you said, you know, don't worry, this is how we started. There was one or two people coming to our workshops at first. Yeah. And when you're in someone's studio yeah. and seeing what they have done, what you've accomplished, hearing those words from someone, it really does mean a lot. So those small words, even though when whoever is listening, it may seem like just the usual motivational words where, you know, keep going, it doesn't matter, um, don't underestimate yourself, but really actually sit in those words because coming from you especially, it does definitely mean a lot. Yeah, consistency is key. I can keep going. You know, yeah. one person comes, it's still a big deal. We would be happy with two people. We're like, oh, at least two people showed up. And then it became six and ten, and you never know, like... Yeah. 
it just... And I would say if you have an idea, just implement it, go for it, try it out because you don't know if you're going to succeed unless you try it. Really? And it doesn't have to be, I mean, it is good to have a vision, like, but it doesn't have to be right now. You can just start step by step, small steps. Like initially it was just workshops. Then we were like, okay, we want to open our studio, but it's a step by step process. Yeah. So don't think that you know you need like a lot of investment and you can't start a business. You need like an Instagram page. That's how it started for us. So if you have an idea, just go for it, implement it. Don't be afraid of risks because that's there everywhere. Like even yeah. yeah. That's that's actually really I love what you said, and I think it's also about seeing the value in what you bring, right? And the and the joy that that value can bring to others. I think focusing on that too. So both of you, you studied architecture, and you studied business finance, finance. right? So I I guess when you went to university, you had a completely different plan for your life. What is it that you guys wanted to do initially? I mean, I thought I'd get a corporate job, work nine to six, but now I don't really see myself do it. But I am still like continuing the degree and doing everything on the side as well. But yeah, she's see. studying yeah. and working, so she's not completed her bachelor's as yet. Yeah. So it's both ways. For me, I studied architecture. I wanted to study art, but then my mom was like, oh, but you need a degree. And I was like, yeah, but art is a degree. But she really you know, pushed me to do architecture, which I love. I love it. We do interior designs. I'm doing that as well. So I think art workshops are weekends and late nights, whereas my day I'm doing my construction bit and architecture and interior. They both go hand in hand. I think right. both they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, do you have any regrets moving from, you know, you're, you're kind of following your passion and doing what you wanted to do, yeah. but I don't think you expected to open up a, a studio and work with your sister and you studying finance in between opening up a studio. Are there any regrets that you guys have? No, not really. Like, I feel like we have made a few mistakes when we're running our business, doing the next step especially setting this up. There were details, but it's just, I feel like it's a learning process and I don't really regret anything as such. I think we are extremely grateful. Yeah. On the other hand, we are very, very fortunate to have had this and uh, more than like, you know, our parents have been really supportive, but I think the community, the art community has been extremely supportive. So we had a local who came to our workshops a lot and we would send her these DIY kits during COVID and she was the one who came and told me, you should open a space. And I had self-doubt and I was like, really, you think so? And she really pushed me to do this. So she was also there for our opening and she's like, do it, go for it. So I think we've gotten great support and we are very grateful. And I, I feel like we've got the right guidance as well. So yeah. You work with your, you, your father helps you out a lot, right? Yeah. With the guidance aspect. Definitely, yeah. Our parents, like both of them. My mom would be here sometimes more than I would be here. But yeah, Touchwood, they've been, both my parents have been very supportive and helped us with everything that we need. So Pooja and Kajal, um, you know, we've all heard about how businesses have been impacted during COVID. How was it for your studio? How did you make, make it through? Uh, so initially when COVID hit and we went under lockdown, 
we stopped doing our workshops for about two weeks. Then we're like, you know, we were getting bored. We're like, we can't just sit around. We have to do something. So we did some DIY crafts at home ourselves. So we're like, you know what? Why don't we deliver all the materials to people and they can just attend a Zoom workshop. So we started delivering the kits and the response was phenomenal. In fact, I feel like our business has grown the most during COVID. Wow. That was when we least expected it to. But like with the DIY kits and the Zoom workshops, it really went up. And that's when we were like, okay, we need to do this more full time because she had a nine to five job. I was attending university. But then I think COVID helped us realize that this is something we love and we should do it full time as well. Yeah, I think COVID uh, had a huge impact because as she said, like our workshop, the capacity increased from like 20% to like 70%. So wow. they were like, it went from five people at our regular workshops to 30 people on Zoom. So it was, it was really uh, great for us because people were sitting at home and they were bored and we would deliver all these materials to them. Resin being a very new art form, I think everybody was interested to try what this is. And the good thing was they were making very functional pieces, so everybody was really excited about that as well. So you work during the day and you're also doing classes during the night. You're still at university studying and both of you are running this together. So how would you say you keep the balance, keep balance between yourselves, the businesses, studying and keeping a positive mindset? Mm. Balance is extremely hard. It's easy to say to have a, a balance, but it's not, you know, when you're studying and you're doing work and you're working, I have not like attended a party in so long. I'm not going out, I'm actually working. So I think if you want something to be successful, you have to go out and just work for it. We're working a lot, but you know, every morning we wake up and you know, we want to do this. But uh, I think art has been a great balance because I love doing what I do. So I think just, you know, I'm enjoying it. At the moment, this is my high. So uh, I'm only working right now, to be very honest. Telling the secret is also when you're enjoying doing what you do, it doesn't always feel like work, right? Exactly. Yeah, same. So for me, okay, it has been difficult because at times I was like, okay, do I have to attend the workshop, do this, or do I have to go attend my university classes? But then we do have to balance it out. And when we're at work, like, I really enjoy the place. Like, I love being here. So even if I'm, like, stressed or anything about it, I'll get a canvas out, get some paints out and pour it. Like I said, it's my form of therapy. So that's when we relax. But we do have our day offs, which are very important. So do take a day off while working hard as well. Yeah, we have a forced well. holiday. Yeah for one day from the week. So that's when we don't pick up calls and we're like, we need this. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we still end up talking about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds that um, you, know, you guys have basically uh, followed your passion right, and created a business out of it, uh, which you're very lucky. Um, were there ever any um, statements that maybe you'd heard, like you know, growing up, that uh, you would say maybe held you back? You know, We hear a lot about how young people today are conditioned, you know, that you can only do it this way or that way. Did you ever experience any of that growing up? For me, like my parents have always told me, do whatever you feel like, whatever your heart follows, it doesn't matter if you wanna, like you don't have to be like a doctor, engineer, scientist, it doesn't have to be one of those really smart things. So like, yeah, they have told us, follow your heart, do whatever you feel like. 
we were initially really just afraid of the risk because we're like, oh my God, we're investing money into it. You know, we might have a loss, it might not work out. But then we didn't let that stop us. We just went for it. And I think she's really like, let's do it. Let's go for it. Don't think about it. So like, I feel like, nothing like we didn't have anything that really stopped us but we did have a few self-doubts which would i feel like are still there but yeah that's natural I yeah. how has the investment journey been for both of you quite young to you know open up a studio look into investments did you look for investor was it an inside investment uh, we start we needed initial investment which we saved money whatever we earned so we had the local who came in and she gave us the initial money to start like pay for rent uh, and then we also invested ours so it was like a 50 50. Uh, my dad has been investing <laughs> money so it's his money as well right yeah so you've had help from from the local yeah. people here and yourselves your own savings and your dad so it's been a it's been a group effort yeah it is <laughs> But if Pooja wants to elaborate, because she handles all of this. No, so in fact, we had one of her students who actually encouraged to open the space. And I was like, I would love to do it. And I was like, I don't have the funds. And she's like, that's what's stopping you. I was like, right now, yes. But she's like, OK, I'll help you out. I'll help you with the funds. Just go for it. So we're like, OK, let's do it. And then I would like initially what we used to earn when we were working from home, I would save up on that. Because I've always been taught you have to invest your money back into the business. Mm -hmm. I feel like initially what we did is whatever money we would earn, we would spend it. But then as I saw growth, I was like, no, we have to reinvest. So this is an advice that I would give everyone. Whatever you're earning from like your small business or anything, save up because that's going to grow into a bigger business. Yeah. So you yeah, would save yes. up that. And yeah. like she said, we got investment from my dad as well and from her as well. So. But it was really, it was so like, I was so grateful to her because no one does that. Yeah. Like, you know, no one just comes up and they're like, oh, you need money? Is that just, that's yeah. what's stopping you? And then she, it was in literally one week. Wow. And she's yeah. like, go for it. So I'd say that's, that's a... Idea. In fact, we are really inspired by her because she was so efficient, very quick. Like even when we would message her, she would like get back to us and she's like, do it. So like, we have to be like this and like, go for it, do it. What an endorsement, though. I yeah. mean, to have somebody just get right behind you, right? Yeah. And we've in met so her much. three, four times. She oh, would just wow. attend our workshops. Wow. And yeah. That, that has a lot to say about your work, right? You probably enjoyed it so much. I think about. it's during COVID that we would deliver these kits to her. We had this next day delivery policy, so we would just pack everything and give it to her. So she was like, you helped, uh, you helped me at the time where I needed this. And if you need this, I'm here for you. Oh, that's so, so I think sweet. It was really Paid nice. forward. Yeah. Beautiful. So the first time I saw Meraki Studio is the opening. We were randomly invited by a friend of ours to come and see you guys. And it was the most beautiful opening. Everybody was pouring resin. It was buzzing. And what I noticed was that your entire family was here. Everybody was here supporting you. And after, you know, we got closer, we got to know each other a little bit more. Recently, your grandfather just passed away as well. And knowing that you've been such a close-knit family, and it has been a, a, a business where your family has been involved, how, has, how have you guys taken that? I mean, it is a difficult phase and we're passing through, but my grandfather itself, 
he has been great support. He would live in India, but he came just for the opening because he's like, you, go, you girls are doing this, you have to do it. And yeah, I, I don't so know what to say about it. Yeah, he would, uh, so they, the family flew down from India just for the opening because we were like, you have to be here. There was also all this COVID restrictions, but I was like, no, we'll push it. Please yeah. come, it'll be great. So they came down here, but unfortunately he passed uh, just two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, it was difficult, but he would always encourage us. He was, he was so proud of us. He would walk in here, he would sit in my cabin, he would chill around. <laughs> so he loved it. He did art himself. So that's amazing that those were your last few memories of him, you know, supporting you, being here, being able to see the studio. I'm glad he saw it. Same. Yeah. At least he experienced it. He, he was really proud of us. So that makes us very happy. Great. Great. I'm sure he still is. He's watching. So this is the Woman in Power podcast. Um, so the question I have for you is, what is your one superpower? Oh God, I need to think about it. Do you want to go first? I'm thinking. Um, I think my superpower is focus. I think when my mind is on something, I have to do it. I want to I want to do everything, especially in the creative field. Like I want my own fashion line or furniture line or, you know, an art line. Or and. <laughs> All of it. So I think, uh, you know, if I want something, I just go for it and... I think I'm focused about what I want, I think. I think my superpower would be managing. I really like getting things organized. I'll always have my journal and like write down everything. I feel like, which was needed, especially when you're starting something because you had to organize everything. So I feel like that really helped me with it. Yeah. Good. Organizing yeah, I have an idea and, and she implements. Implements. <laughs> Organizing and focus. Yeah. Parting, yin and yang. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to our podcast today. Conversation, been lovely having you. Thank you. Thank it was you guys. Great it was talking amazing. to you guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell for updates. If you have any questions or comments, or if anything resonates with you, let us know in the comment section below.